You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Cody Davis, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Unfortunately, my brother, my boy, my one of my best friends, John, some sports guy Hickman, is out today. He's uh, he's a little bit under the weather today, so unfortunately, he will not be on this show. But don't worry, I am here to share all my updates, to share all my news with you guys. Sorry that I was out the last few days, especially um, Friday's edition of Locked On Texans, the day after the first round draft had air. Um, I was really, really busy. Um, I have a full-time job working with the Houston Sabercats. And um, if you don't know what the Houston Sabercats are, that's Houston's new professional rugby team. That's right. If you didn't know, Houston has a professional rugby team. And last week we had a game against the San Diego Le- Legions. And with me working in the marketing department, we had a lot of stuff we had to take care of for game day. Um, so with that being out the way, I'm back. I'm ready to go and to share all my thoughts and opinions on what the Houston Texans did throughout the 2019 NFL draft. Overall, I am satisfied of the decisions that Brian Gain, Bill O'Brien, and the rest of the Houston Texans organization made. Most of their picks were shocking. Most of their picks were surprising. Um, I must say really surprising, surprising, especially their first pick. Um, But at the end of the day, I would like to give the Houston Texans a B minus on their draft. And I say B minus only because they actually went out and selected players and selected guys at the position that they needed the most. I mean, they drafted two offensive linemen. They drafted two guys to help out in the secondary. They also drafted a defensive end. And, of course, you know, there was a tight end. And, of course, the last pick, which is probably my favorite position in football, if you you haven't um, realized that by now, they selected a running back. (laughs) Um, You know, of course, I was talking about drafting a running back in the second round. But that's only because I'm biased. And there was a lot of good running backs in this in this draft class that I really wanted the Texans to get. But the one that they did end up getting, um, I am happy for that guy. And um, I'm, I am happy to see what's in store for him in the future. But at the end of the day, the Texans, they actually went out. They may not have gotten the players at the at the position that us fans might have wanted. But at the end of the day, they still went out. They did their homework and they got key guys key players that that can not only help the Texans in the 2019 season, but they can also help out and be a pretty good project leading up into the future. Once again, going back, looking at film footage, looking at analysts have to say, I truly, truly believe the Houston Texans did a solid job in this year's draft. And, um, you know, like like I say, you know, I I, I would give them a B minus. B minus only because 
There are a couple guys I would have taken over some of the players. Looking back on it, when you look at the 2019 draft, they're, they're going to be possibly the one team where you look back and say, hey, they did good drafting most of these guys. So with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to share my thoughts, my opinions about the Texans selecting Titus Howard with the first pick, um, with their 23rd pick of the first round. And, um, you know, just share my thoughts and share my opinions on why I think it was a good pick and why I also didn't think it was a good pick. Um, but before I let you go, when you're in your car and you ran out your playlist, you don't want to really hear your wife or your husband or your kids nagging and you just want to listen to some sports talk. Please turn on your smartphone device, whether it's Android or iPhone, and say, hey, Google or hey, Siri, play Locked On Texans. And Locked On Texans will be played on one of these platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and of course, the brand new Himalaya. When we come back, I'm going to share my thoughts and my analysis on why I think it was a good and bad decision for the Houston Texans to draft Titus Howard with the 23rd pick. All that and more on the other side of the break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. I don't know about you, but I truly believe that the Houston Texans do not like listening to fans in a dream pick. It seems like every single year, there's always one guy that a bunch of Texans fans analysts, and even just football fans in general will all come to agreement that the Houston Texans need to draft this one player. And they never cease to amaze me with the pick that they choose. And of course, I'm always going to allude to this one, the 2006 NFL draft. When they had a chance to draft the hometown hero, Vince Young, and they decided to go with Mario Williams. And they didn't have the second or the third or even the 23rd pick. They had the first pick. The first one to cut the cake. And they decided to go with Mario Williams. Now, don't get me wrong. Mario Williams, at least with his time with the Houston Texans, was a phenomenal player. And there's times that I do wish he was still here. But come on, man. they. They always find some kind of way to shock fans. And of course, what I'm alluding to now is what the Houston Texans did with their 23rd pick. Fresh out of Alabama State, the Houston Texans selected Titus Howard. I don't know about you guys, but I truly believe the biggest robbery of the 2019 NFL Draft was the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Andre Dillard one spot ahead of the Houston Texans. When I was watching the draft and when I saw the Eagles select Andre Dillard, my heart stopped for a brief second. This is a guy, myself, my co-host John, Thomas Welly, the Texans mock draft expert we had on the show a couple of times. 
listeners, you guys, fans, everyone dreamed of having, and it was a realistic dream to get Andre Dillard, literally the best, if not the best, the second best offensive tackle coming out of this year's NFL draft. He was on he was on just about every mock draft possible coming to the Houston Texans, and the Eagles literally robbed him from Houston. That hurt. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give you a couple reasons why I kind of don't like the Tidius Howard selection at number 23, especially in the first round. First and foremost, I have to give credit where credit is due. We all have said it multiple times. If the Texans don't do anything in this draft, they have to go out and get a productive offensive tackle. They have to do something to improve this offensive line, not only to protect Deshaun Watson, but just to have a decent offensive line because the line that they put on the field last year was God right awful. Giving up 68 sacks to your franchise quarterback that you basically are going to invest at least the next five seasons in, the Texans should do everything possible to keep Deshaun Watson healthy. Giving up 68 sacks and multiple, multiple unnecessary hits, the Texans had to do something about it, and I'm happy that they did. But no knock against Howard. I felt they could have waited and drafted Titus in the second round because there was still noticeable and great offensive tackles still available by the time the Texans got down to their 23rd pick. Jawan Taylor, he was the 35th pick going to the Jaguars. Cody Ford, a lot of people had Cody Ford really, really high on their on their wish list. I know I did. He got drafted in the 38th round. Even Dalton Rosner, a guy who I truly... I was surprised he fell in the second round. He got drafted 41st pick by the Broncos. I don't hate the Titus Howard pick, but I only don't like it only due to the fact that the Texans still had at least three noticeable, good, projected Pro Bowl offensive tackles still on the board by the 23rd pick. No knock against Howard. I, I watched some film work on him. I like what I saw, and I'm and I'm going to get into that a little bit. But at the same time, I kind of felt like the Texans was reaching just a little bit to hit to, to hit a home run, and they end up hitting the ball and just getting the first base. To me, that's what this pick was. Like I said, I mean, you still had Jawan Taylor, you still had Cody Ford, you still had Dalton Rosner. Those three guys are projected to come in and be, without a doubt franchise cornerstone players. The fact that they missed not one, not two, but three of these guys. Like I say, Titus Howard could have been in the second round. You could have used that 54th or that 55th pick to draft this guy. But instead, you got Titus Howard. And like I say, no knock against Titus Howard. Don't get me wrong. But I kind of feel like you should have at least taken one of those three guys. And then in the second round, I'm pretty sure Titus would have still been on the board. Then you use one of those back-to-back picks to select him. Now you're looking at a situation where you could have had where you could have had Titus matched up with 
Cody Ford. You could have had Titus matched up with Dalton Riser. You could have had Titus matched up with Jawan Taylor. But instead, you just you just got Titus. So, but with that being said, another reason why I don't like this pick, Titus Howard, he has potential to be something great in this league, especially what the Houston Texans need, and that's a cornerstone player who can help change their offensive line. There were a few NFL analysts on NFL.com and on NFL Network who said Titus Howell has the potential to be that kind of player, a franchise cornerstone player that you can build your offensive line around. But the only thing that worries me about Titus Howard coming out of Alabama State, being part of the SWAT conference, to me, I feel like he may not have had the opportunity to play against some of the top talents and some of the top NFL-worthy talents during his time in college. So it's kind of hard to say he's NFL-ready, when most of his when most of his competition in college were against players who were still good, but yet they were not NFL worthy type talented players. But at the same time, after doing some research this past weekend, I kind of understand why the Texans selected Howard. First and foremost, he's a versatile tackle. From what I saw, it didn't matter if he if he was on the left side or the right side. He still produced at a high level. Secondly, I don't care what school this guy came from. Throughout the entire 2018 season, he gave up only one sack. One sack for the entire season. Once again, I don't care what school or level that player may be at, when you only allow one sack for the entire football season, that deserves a round of applause. Another, another thing that I saw, and this really caught my eye, Titus comes off the snap at a quick and productive rate. From the clips that I saw, I do not believe there was one time I saw he came out a little bit too slow or his reaction time wasn't all the way there. He was right on it. But at the end of the day, like most of you guys, at first I wasn't too thrilled about the selection. And if you are still not thrilled about the Titus Howard pick, I would just say just take some time, do your research, and uh, just take some time just to see this guy. I mean, he wasn't high on anybody draft board. Um, especially to be a first round pick. That that was that was truly amazing. Most people, if they had Titus Howard on their draft board, they had him somewhere going between the second and the fourth round. But I truly believe that this guy, at the end of the day, when you don't look at the players who were still available when the Texans got ready to when the Texans got ready to make their selection when you take out the fact that he came from a small school even if even when you take out the fact that this is a guy who basically was literally under the radar I still believe that Titus Howard will be a productive player and a great asset to the Houston Texans before I let you go the best part about Titus Howard during the 2018 season he averaged a grade of 81.7. That was better than Cody Ford and Jawan Taylor. Two guys who, at the end of the day, 
I still believe this way that the Texans should have considered versus Titus Howard. But numbers don't lie. So shout out to Titus Howard. Really, I'm really pulling for him. I cannot wait to see what he has in store for the Texans. And I'm really rooting for him. And hopefully he is and he can be that cornerstone player that can help change the Texans offensive line. Coming up on the other side of the break, I'm going to share my thoughts on the Texans' biggest steal coming out of the 2019 draft. All that and more on the other side of the break. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans. At the time of this recording, I'm actually getting ready for game two of the Rockets versus Golden State Warriors Western Conference semifinals. By the time you guys hear this, I truly hope that the Rockets have tied the series 1-1 and that the city of Houston is in a much happier place. It seems like ever since they dropped game one on Sunday, it seems like everyone in this city has been very anxious to get to get back on the court and to get ready for game two. We all know how game one ended. You can say the Rockets got robbed, but I mean, at the end of the day, them shooting 14 for 47 from behind the three-point arc. It's what really cost them the game, believe it or not. But please don't take any analysis from the Houston Rockets from me. Just go over to our brother station, Locked On Rockets, and please listen to one of the best hosts and analysts in the Locked On Podcast Network family, Ben Du Bois. He does an awesome job covering the Houston Rockets. I am a huge fan of his work. Every single game, every single day, every single night, he brings his A game. He did a phenomenal job covering game one, and I'm pretty sure he's going to do a phenomenal job covering game two. So if you're looking for a different analysis on what the Houston Rockets should or should not do, please check out Locked on Rockets and please give Ben Du Bois a listen. But with that being said, the Houston Rockets... At the end of the day, you can say they got robbed of game one. But at the same time, I believe that the Houston Texans, not only did they get robbed in the first round of the NFL draft, I also believe they got one of the best steals coming out of this year's draft class. After losing Honey Badger and losing Kareem Jackson, I myself has been preaching multiple times that if the Texans do not go all out in drafting an offensive tackle, they should do everything necessary, at least in the second round with one of those two picks to draft a player to boost and increase their secondary. And to go from being robbed in the first round to pulling off one of the biggest steals in this year's NFL draft with the 54th pick, the Texans selected Lonnie Johnson Jr., the 6'3 cornerback out of Kentucky. He is by far one of the best cornerbacks coming out of this year's NFL draft. Johnson's ceiling is extremely high, and 
Within the next five years, I do believe this guy is going to be in the in the discussion of one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He has already made a name for himself as one of the best defensive players in in college football. And I'm extremely excited to see what's in store for him in the NFL. The biggest thing I like about Johnson is his speed at corner. During his 40-yard dash at the Pro Day, he ran a 4.39. That right there is blazing speed. With that alone... Most coaches do not have to worry about Johnson being beat by a wide receiver. And that's something that the Texans truly, truly, truly needed. It didn't matter if it was Jackson or Matthews. Both players got beat multiple times by their receivers. You truly do not have to worry about this with Lonnie Johnson. He does a great job covering, making sure that the receivers do not get wide open looks down the field, getting beat, anything like that. This guy has the speed to stay in front of his receivers. He moves his feet really, really good. Not only not only that, there has been times that he has lined up on the edge and was perfect for bliss. Unfortunately, he, he was only able to record one sack throughout his career in Kentucky but at the same time the fact that you can also put this guy you can put this guy on 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 the edge and use him for a blitz just his speed alone that right there is phenomenal last season he recorded 23 tackles four pass breakups and this is something else that I like to see and this is something that not too many not too many players at his position can say boldly and proudly he recorded two blocks on special teams i alluded to it multiple times that the texans needed to do something to improve their secondary especially with the losses of jackson and matthews to me johnson is one of the best secondaries who came out of this year's nfl draft and within the next five years i truly believe that this guy is going to be a player we look back and say man he's one of the top five cornerbacks in the nfl without a doubt Another reason why I like this pick so much, the Texans knew that they were in need of improving their secondary. Leading up to the NFL draft, the Texans were in talk with multiple teams in trying to acquire a cornerback. And one cornerback that was high on their on their radar was Trey Waynes from the Minnesota Vikings. It's unsure what the Texans were trying to offer from the Vikings. But the fact that they not only got a player who can be better than Waynes, but they also kept assets, no matter if it's picks or even players. The fact that they were able to improve their secondary without giving up anything valuable is extremely, extremely important and and a good move. So I can't wait to see what Johnson has in store for us moving into his rookie season. So with all that being said, once again, I am your host, Cody Davis, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. Please follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24, and please be sure to subscribe to Locked On Texans. Once again, I'm your host, Cody Davis, signing off, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace and have a great day. You are Locked On Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.